In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I am Joseph A. I'm Dominique Sawadis. And I'm Shadow B. And Brian is actually on assignment, making that cheddar. Wish him well and safety and sending up my prayers and positivity as we are all still dealing with this pandemic of COVID-19. Um, so listen, season two, we did our beginning episode not too long ago and I'm just excited that we are back in the lab and functioning still. COVID free. COVID free. Yes. No disrespect to those who did test positive for it and had to deal with that. My sister being one of them. Get out of here. Which one? Um, the youngest twin. Um, yeah. It was a lot. Um, she sounded horrible. She said she was literally like shoving stuff up her nose and couldn't smell anything. She couldn't taste anything. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. I got a couple of other family members who tested positive for it. Um, and I've been tested for it. Like I got um, my blood drawn yeah. to um, test out the antibodies. Um, and I also recently got the nose one just because someone in our office tested positive. Um, how was that nose one? Annoying, but by the time you say like "ouch," it's done. Okay. But it does make your eye like water a little bit. I haven't had that. It's weird, but yeah. Oh. So I'm supposed to be getting those results tomorrow. So why are they making? Why are they making you quarantine, niece? They're not making me quarantine. Um, I know. I'm just, using, I'm just trying to use wisdom. <laughs> Choosing to work remotely, if maybe. <laughs> And I have the opportunity to, so yeah, yeah, I'm taking advantage of that. So the last part that we were talking about the vaccine, right? So we know that there's been talks about a vaccine coming out towards the end of this year, definitely at the top of next year. And there's two studies that are going on: Pfizer and Moderna, 95% efficacy, and there's a third one. I think it's AstraZeneca that's 75%. All in all, Dominique, you said that your kids have never gotten a flu shot. I actually have given my kids a flu shot because of them being young and in school and the craziness. And this this year, I actually got Cheyenne a flu shot. And I got the flu shot, too, because she's in school and I'm working in, in classrooms and stuff like that. How do you both feel about this? First of all, it's very quick. 
it's like eight months where vaccines normally take like years to construct. But what, as a social worker and as a mom, because y'all both are moms um, and y'all both are wives, what are your thoughts? You know, Brian goes out to work every day. You know what I'm saying? He deals with a number of people. Um, My uh, question. The Who deacon. are they testing these vaccines on? <laughs> so you know they like to use us as guinea pigs, and I don't like so that. I don't believe so. Now here's the thing, because my mother brought up this good point too, and this is this is actually, and I actually forgot about this. Black people typically do not trust the CDC for obvious reasons. I don't know if you both are aware of why, in regards yes. to the whole syphilis thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. and how they were they were castrating and met, like it was just crazy for our people um, being used as guinea pigs and yep. you know so on and so forth. And, and exactly to see how it works, and it's just it's just crazy. And I don't trust the CDC from the standpoint of there was this doctor. Um, he was like a major person in the CDC, like he was really high up there. He's a he's a black guy, and I don't know if I mentioned this like maybe on season in season one. Mary Mary's uh, the gospel group, their sister had posted this um, video and this picture of this guy. I can't remember his name right now, and he had went missing. And it's not like him to, you know, drop out of sight. You know, he's very in touch with his family, so on and so forth. Well, he complained that he wasn't feeling well. Allegedly, he went home. Went home, I guess that's where something happened. They said there was no any indication of foul play, so on and so forth. A couple of days later, they found his body in the river. And they're saying, allegedly, like he was like supposed to be a whistleblower to something that was going on that the CDC was doing. Now, that hasn't been really confirmed. But it sounded and it seemed very suspect. And I don't trust the CDC. However, I do, I'm cautious as to what is going on now. Like you, like we're all in the comfort of our own homes right now. In case because the viewers and the listeners can't really see, because we're in the con, you know, the comfort of our own home, being safe. Aside from the fact that we're like three thousand miles apart, and I'm nine hundred miles apart from um, Brian and Sade. But you know, but we're in our we're safe right now. So my question is, what are your thoughts? Because one day I want to be able to come together and let's do a live show. But what does that look like if seventy percent of the population of Americans don't get vaccinated? Vaccinated. I mean, were you tripping off the fact that I have never had a flu shot? I'm not tripping off the fact. No, I'm not tripping off. I'm not tripping off the fact that you haven't had a flu shot, and I'm not saying because typically I wouldn't have been as adamant about getting the flu shot this year had it not been number one if i was going to be in the house if we were going to be working from home if i wasn't going out into the public going to work every day i probably wouldn't have gotten the flu shot but because of this whole covid situation i'm like i need to be for me cautious as to you know take some type of preventative measure against the flu that's just me that's just me me no weapon formed against me shall prosper any germ disease virus infection that comes near my body is going to die instantly in Jesus' name. And I also understand that. I by understand his stripes, that. I'm healed, though. Okay, but wait, <laughs> but I understand that. I get that. I No, but I do get that. I do. Get, so then my question is, if that's the case, then... But do I wash do my you, hands more? Yes. Do you wear a mask? Yes. Do I make my Everywhere children... You go? Yes. Yes. So what's the, do I make so my children... Well... Legally, now I have to wear a mask everywhere. Every before you go into any store, there's a sign up. You know, there's people yeah. standing at the door to make sure you have on a mask. You know, um, I'm not not aware that people 
aren't germy, you know? <laughs> so right. with my kids, I'm more on it with washing your hands, like all the extras, you know? Um, there has been times in the past, if we came home late, I wouldn't force them to get in the shower. I would let them right. take it in the morning. But now, no, go ahead and shower, all the extras, you know? So I'm more cautious in that manner, but um, I'm steering away from the fear of yes. all the extras. You know what I mean? Yes. Somebody in our office yes. tested positive for COVID and there's a bunch of people. There's over, it was on the news this week, over a dozen people in our office are in quarantine right now. Just because that person who tested positive identified all the folks that they had contact with. You know, I was not one of those people, thank God. Um, but I'm able to work remotely if need be. Today I had to go to the hospital, but um, yeah, so I do take cautionary whatever, but I just, I don't want the fear of all that to take over me, you know? And that's exactly what I agree with. Um, the world is definitely set up to put us all in a panic and fear. And um, I'd rather put God's word in my mind because that's what's going to be the secure thing. And um, I know that there's a lot going on in the world. I am still taking precaution, as you said, but to be taking vaccines and all that, nah, y'all can keep that over there. And we won't be taking it, even down to the whole vaccines of um, when the kids have to go to the doctor and all that. I'm, I'm against it now because of everything. I, you know how you just have an awakening and it's like, mm, maybe. Maybe I've been looking at this all wrong or I've been depending so, too much on what on the world. So wait, when like, you say you vaccines know, for kids, a, like do you mean like when the kids are young and getting them vaccinated? Yeah, like, you know like how smallpox? They gotta, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta do all that with the vaccines. And I know that when you live when you grow up, you're uh it's a tradition. Like you just do it out of the norm because it's what you grew up knowing. But when you become knowledgeable or more aware of what's going on, you're like, hold up, pause. Why do we have to do this again for real? Like I know that they put, but they also put laws in place to where I can say, no, I don't want to do that. So again, like you said, no, no weapon for it against me will prosper. I'm not about to take no flu shot. I'm not about to take no um, COVID vaccine, none of that. I won't do it. And I'm still going to take my precaution to use wisdom, but everything mm-hmm. that the world does is not right. It's, it's not right at all. And just because it seems like, oh, it's protecting us and oh, it's going to not really. I don't believe that because God is in control of everything. So at the end of the day, he has my best interest at heart and not the world or the government. Right. I get that too. Like, I feel like, like even when the kids were, when the kids were small, when they were just born, you know, how they have all the, the vaccines that you have to take, the MMR shots and all the other stuff. And then they always put in the disclaimers, like this has a chance, a small percentage <laughs> right. of, and I'd be like, and I remember telling my ex-wife, I was like, yo, like, should we really be doing this? <laughs> should we really be doing it? Just it just never felt right. It really didn't. It's, I, right. I, I understood it. I understand it to an extent because we, for all of those, we do have, there is herd immunity because it's been enough of the population have been um, vaccinated to the point where we don't really see smallpox. We don't see measles. We don't really see, um, what's the other one? Chickenpox. You know? Chickenpox, yeah. I, I had yeah. chickenpox, but then I'm thinking, I'm like, I okay. Right, me too. Somebody There's a vaccine. There's a vaccine for that now, but that, but that also prevents. So now, since we've had it, technically they say that the virus still lives inside of us, and we can be prone to getting shingles. So mm-hmm. it, it's just a lot. Like, but one thing that this um has really shown me is that everybody has something, even if you don't show signs of having something like some type of virus or something. We all pass germs, and people just need to wash their hands. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, what, were people not washing their hands before? Right. 
that that's exposed itself too as far as okay we know that everybody been running around here in Germany because of how yeah. it spread so so I don't know that's yeah it did it exposed a lot like okay so now you're washing your hands but this needs to continue this should be a like life thing not just right. a, Right. I don't want to get sick. Right. right. We'll be right back after this short messages from work from our sponsors. They don't have like traditional, and I think it's the millennial grandparents that still got full time jobs, and they just not like real grandparents. You know, like little <laughs> traditional grandparents of like, I want to be around my grandkids, and like, right. I want to help you. Like my kids are, yeah. we're not fortunate to have that, and. Yeah. It's like eggshells. Every time I go to my mom's house, when I go to my dad's, don't touch that. Put that back. Sit down. Don't sit on the couch like that. Don't do that. Like, and I, I'm just not for that this year. Oh no. I don't want to be monitoring my kids and being on at right. all times. I'm like right. that every Sunday and Wednesday yeah. at Bible study and service. You know, like I. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing it. And at my cousin's house, they're free to be kids. You know. Right. Everybody in peace right now. We got way too much other stressors to be. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. What y'all think? Because I'm going back and forth about it. I feel bad because I feel like, you know, they're my only like bio family here. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's do weird. Do you usually because... spend Thanksgiving with them? I do. I usually spend holidays with them. But so I think ain't nothing wrong with doing something different, did you? I know I'm grown. Forget them. Shoot. <laughs> 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 and I got my own family. It's Wait, but I'm mad that you I'm like mad that you stuck it. I'm mad that you stuck your chest out when you said that too. <laughs> you mad. Like you big mad. And they so like my parents are very like nice stuff all the time. And teach your kids not to touch this on the yeah. table and like you never <laughs> raised to be like that well we don't have a table like that at our house where they're not right. allowed to touch even down to the decor on the actual like dinner table the fancy napkins yeah. and stuff. <laughs> don't touch that you move the placemat and it's just like can we breathe over here or not right. like, I, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. no. yeah. and i got boys you know sure right. they like <laughs> yes. they're yes. all over the place they're not <laughs> you know no. yeah. they're gonna find some game that's gonna turn loud every time it's in right. yeah. No, I want to relax. I already cooking a bunch of stuff. Like, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah wrong. I think you should do something different this year. Yeah, relax this year. <laughs> yeah, don't. Well, even I mean, you're cooking, but you're relaxed. Right. Everybody, sit down and eat and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to your cousin. Yes. So you're going to your cousins. Yes. yes. And here we don't have any family, so it will be just us. Um, I don't think anybody's ever came to us while we've been here anyway for Thanksgiving. And we only traveled to Virginia like one time. And Brian didn't go because he had to work, of course, blackout yeah. with retail. So um, there was only like one time. And I think that was like 2016 where we um, went back to Virginia. But we'll be here at home. I mean, we know people here, but, you know, it's just not the same as family or, you know, so right. just like, we'll be at home. Just us. That's so y'all family don't come visit? Prior to COVID, y'all family didn't come visit? Not for Thanksgiving, um, more so for maybe like Brian's parents that came for Christmas and Roman's mm-hmm. birthday is like December 5th. So it's like, you know, right there. So yes. they um, they've came for that time. But my side of the family, we have no visitors. <laughs> we have no visitors, visitors from my mom, nobody, my dad. I don't even talk to my dad. So 
with that being said, it's just Brian's family that we have as support right now. Wow. So um, they come. They come visit us a lot and see the kids. And they're the grandparents that are very involved. So that's where the kids get all the love at from Brian's side of the family. You know, it's interesting. Like we talked about family and we talked about fathers and relationships with parents like in season one. And it's interesting because I know that Dominique and I, like we've had this in common for like years and I'm glad that we're able to have a different narrative now because over time, God has really extended his hand of mercy (laughs) and grace when it came to like my, I know from the relationship with my dad, um, but like, how, how was that for you now, Charlotte? Cause I know that you, I remember you said that your dad was like, he's a, he's a minister, right? Or ordained minister in the church. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have his own church, but he is an ordained minister. Yeah. But um, I think my dad is a dictator. He's a dictator. So yeah. it's his way or no way. And if he, he has to get something from it in order for him to help you in any way. And gotcha. um, uh, it, he's, he's very selfish. And some things that I'm saying, you know, as if, if someone, if our parents were to hear this or my dad, whomever, you know, they might get upset, but it's like, listen, I just need you to be accountable for the things that I see in you because right. we have displayed these things. And so it's like, he's very selfish and he's, um, he wants things his way or no way. And so with that being said, this is why we don't have the relationship we have right now. And yeah. even with his other children, it remains the same. And so I'm just praying that he doesn't die a grumpy old man because he's definitely messing up his relationships with his children and he hasn't been a good steward when it comes to his kids. So, but I thank God for being a good father to me and he's definitely renewed my broken heart for my dad. I do still desire a relationship with my dad, but all I can do is just pray for him because it's only going to take God to turn his heart (laughs) to the right way of how he should be as a man of God. So, yeah. I think it's crazy. Jay and I talked about this in the last season, how as a kid, like you think your parents really do know everything and right. you grow and you have your own values and your own mm-hmm. beliefs and mm-hmm. you do your own research on stuff and you get your own understanding of God. And now we're able to see where they they're missing the mark. You know what I mean? Or we're able to surpass them spiritually. And like, yeah. I don't know, it's wild to me, but then there has they can't receive from us because you're my child. Right. I tell you what, to do, right. you know. Right. So it's yeah. crazy to me. I got into it with my dad and my stepmom about uh, child rearing with my kids, and I'm just not about to be abusing them. Like that's not yeah. going to be my parenting style or any of that. Yeah. And so me and my dad kind of went back and forth. He's like, you just don't um, want to receive from anybody. And I was like, I I think you're failing to realize that not only am I raising children, I I also studied children. Like that's mm-hmm. what my degree was in. Uh, that's what I'm doing now professionally. I work with mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. I, I'm growing to have a better understanding of children. So I really yeah. don't need y'all advice because there was a lot of things that y'all did not do great. And you didn't, he didn't definitely didn't raise me. Um, yeah. But the kids that you have raised, I mean, they're not that great. I mean, I mean you know, that I love my siblings, but it's, they haven't done enough to be like, oh, you know, like, right, right. So you can you can keep it. I pick and choose what values I want to um, maintain, right. but yes. others I'm doing my own thing. Yes, definitely. I'm cool with you guys. We don't, and the result to everything doesn't have to be get a belt or they got to fill right. it. And I I've right. been like going back and forth with the scripture about um, spare the rod, spoil the child, and I'm like, mm-hmm. does scripture actually say that the rod is like physical mm-hmm. abuse or is it just correction in general? 
correction. Right. So it's not, I'm going to use the rod to physically hurt you, you know, or physically sometimes, hurt you, but just to correct you in general. Because Right. And because sometimes the rod feels better at the time it makes us as, as the parent feel better that where, since you can't get it, then I'm going to make you get it. And I don't use the belt with my kids. Like I use my, like I'll use my hand, which my hand was hurting like a mug the other day. But because I only, (laughs) but I didn't, like, I don't, I got pop. You know what I'm saying? Because I know Mm -hmm. how that is when, when I was a kid, I was spanked. And that is a slave mentality that comes from slavery. Yeah. I'm going to beat you to get what I, you know, and I I don't want my kids to fear me. I do want them to have respect for me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But stuff I went through, like, if you reach past my face, I'm a junk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want my kids (laughs) to go through that. Like, come on now. And then all these crazy memories come. And that's... Right. Right. No. And I'm like, now I like second guess, too. Like... We'll be right back after this short messages from words from our sponsors. And I thought my first essay, I'm about to beat up. Like they need to put this toilet seat down, stop peeing all over the place, all the extras, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. when my kids grow up, I don't want them to have the story of my mom tore me up because I peed on this. You know what I mean? Like, right. so what I right. did now every weekend, you're on bathroom duty. You're cleaning this toilet yeah. every yeah. weekend <laughs> until you learn to put the toilet seat up and stop peeing all over the place, you know? Yeah. So there's alternate ways than to just being kids. How do we even get on there being children? <laughs> you know what's uh, interesting? I'm from my parents. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's interesting because like my, my uncle, my dad's father, he tells a story of how my grandmother was this pillar of the community. You know, she was great, 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 great. And she was. like my, I love my grandmother. I miss her dearly. However, when he tells the stories of how he was raised and some of the stuff that she used to say to him, <laughs> I would be like, why are you okay with that? <laughs> like, that's not okay. Like, your mother should not be saying <laughs> that to you because that obviously has some trauma. And mm-hmm. But it's crazy what I found in the Black family. We glorify the demons. We glorify the demons of our ancestors. And we're like, oh, my mama used to do this, so now I'm doing this. Or... You know, we make it we make it so that it seems much more better than what it is. And it's it's not. It it wasn't right. And this is the age of enlightenment. Right. My dad tells a story about this lady um cooking, I don't know, she said a ham or something, but she always cut the bottom off, right? Mm-hmm. And she asked her mom, like, why do you do that? Why do you always cut the bottom off? Oh, because my mom did it. So she goes to her grandma. Hey, why, when you cook that, you always cut the bottom off? She's like, oh, well, my mom did that. So she goes to her great grandma. Like, why do you always do it? She's like, well, the pot was too small. So that's why I did that. But they just thought, oh, you're supposed to cut the bottom off. No, right. like tradition. I, yeah. Back in the day, I couldn't fit it all in a pot. So, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. So I thank God for like wisdom to be able to break generational stuff, you know, and to yes. think outside of what mama yes. and them did, you know? Yes. And they're very big on, well, this is the way we did it. You need to continue it. But it's just like, I understand that that's, that was your way of raising us or whatever, but I'm doing it differently. 
Yeah. Oh, and oh, this is just runs in our family. Mm, well, it stops nah. here. Right. <laughs> right. The bus stops here. <laughs> right. Right. Because it doesn't make it right. Right. It and I don't want my kids in a bunch of counseling. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> right. Not right. off my parenting. If it's their yeah. own personal, you know, whatever, but not, oh, my mama did this to me and I experienced this as a child. Like, no. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And we we're trying to fight against the the product of being our of being a product of our own environment. Because as Dominique had mentioned before, our residency or our our citizenship is in heaven. And so mm-hmm. we really have to be mindful of, you know what, I'm just a pilgrim passing through this genre. And exactly. at the end of the day, regardless of what I've come from, nothing, even if it's a generational curse, we're still overcomers of yeah. anything because we believe, if we believe that Christ died and he died so that we can have rights to eternal life and have a relationship with God the Father, then why are we so stuck on the fact of, of our past? Regardless, like not even just our past as our own personal past, but the past of our family issues and heritage. Like when does when does when does when is that not okay? Like when did that become okay to just glorify in that craziness? Well, the world says I mean, the word says all things have passed, all things have become new once you're in Christ. Right. Yes. So. And to not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be renewed by transforming your mind. So there's a way to do things. And because we naturally are born to these things, we think that's the way we should do it. But like you said, when you come into Christ, it's new things. And there's a way and it's his way for us to do things. And that could be breaking generational curses. And it looks, it's frowned upon like, oh, you're not, no, I'm not doing that. If the book stopped here. Right, right. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. Stay tuned. I feel like COVID-19 is really exposing people. <laughs> um, so that was what we were talking about this, just a few minutes ago. Racial stuff going on. Um, right now, something that I'm really diving into is um, a racist work culture. Mm. Racism, um, exclusion, bullying, stuff like that. Uh, we even had a Blue Lives Matter flag hung up in one of the offices. Is that for like cops? It's for law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, there's black social workers. They serve black families. Like, right. And I thought we were supposed to keep political stuff out of the workplace. Right. right. And to me, not only is that political, that's racist. You know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I get it. Yeah, we've been going through a lot of that at work. And um, I've been noticing too in the MSW program, it's like catered to white people. Everything that they want to show us regarding um, disparities or whatever is always of black people. As, I, as the black people are the poorest people in America. And that's not true. There's more white people on food stamps mm-hmm. and all that than. Blacks, you know? That's very true. I, I call the instructors out on that. Like, it's triggering. It is. I'm trying to get an education, and y'all are constantly reminding us that it doesn't matter how much education we get, this is the way we're going to be viewed. 
Right. That's a problem for me. So, it's and they don't balance it with black people that's doing good. Right. And it's yeah. interesting that you it's interesting that you say that too because we I had to I of course you know Dominique and Shade, you don't know what because I'm in the MSW program at Walden University and um it's an online campus school and as well as in person too. And I just had to switch my counselor. My counselor was white, and I think my new counselor is white too. But I didn't tell you this, Dominique, in the process of me switching my counselor. Why did this person, because I'm trying to watch what comes out of my mouth on season two, I'm trying to be a brand new person. And why did she come out of her mouth trying to be like an email thug, like trying to remind me of all this stuff? And I was like, yo, niece, I don't need you to remind me of any of this stuff. Like, I got a new counselor. I'm okay. If you email me again, I'm going to forward this to your supervisor. And I ended up did contacting her supervisor because I'm like, you ain't going to talk to me like that. Like, just because you got your MBA and you're working in academic advising, that's not my fault that you're mad because you're mad <laughs> and you're not going to be disrespectful and rude. I'm actually going through something. Like, I, you're supposed to be my advisor. Like, that's yeah. that's crazy. But I, I see what you mean by that. And we've been talking about how social workers need to be... It's just cool. I don't know. To me, so I never got my master's. In, I mean, my bachelor's in social work. But I'm getting my master's in it. And so everything I'm learning about social work is from what I learned being on the job and now what I'm learning being in school. And it's not matching. Like the image that I have in my mind going to school uh, to be a social worker is like we're superheroes, you know, and like we're fighting social justices and we're doing all these things for all these oppressed people. And then I go to the office and I'm hearing about racial slurs and all this extra stuff. And then they're so confused about what to do about the racist culture that was created in the office. Like, but I thought we're social workers. We just we really don't understand that. And, you know, we've never gone through that. You've also never been an addict, but you can answer right. every single question regarding addiction. Right. Because you researched it, right? So research racism in the workplace and see what type of things come up for you. Like, <laughs> and then move in that direction, you know? Um. I was asked to do a training for the new hires on inclusion, bullying, racism in the workplace. I'm going to include implicit biases, microaggressions, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff, you know? So we can try to nip it in the butt with the new folks coming in. We probably should yeah, collaborate on some stuff too because I'm doing that as well in my job too. It's, it's a lot. It's kind it's of a lot for it. Like, all people, y'all. I'm confused. So and it's a lot of. Go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. you said wait. What? No, no I was going to say, being that I'm not in the workforce to a certain extent, I can't relate. But not to say that I don't um, encounter, you know, racism when I go out or something like that. Or I've had encountered it with like teachers and stuff like that with my kids. But um, I know, like, when you live a certain place, like for us, where I can relate to this, as for my position. Um, like in Georgia, if you live a certain place where it's predominantly white, they are kind of looking at you like, what are you doing on this side of the tracks? And they treat you a certain way. But not only that, um, when I go places, I immediately feel like I got to put my guard up because I feel like you're looking at me already stereotyping me for the way I look. Mm-hmm. And even if I want to dress like this, <laughs> it's considered a thug <laughs> or I'm hood or I'm going to come shoot up the place because I'm dressed like this or 
you know, um, that's what I experienced in my world as far as not being in the workplace and um, or teachers just treating my children a certain way and talking to them a certain way and even um, giving more privileges to certain kids because of their color. And it's just like um, what I continue to realize is that, you know, God is not a God of division. And so for the world to be so divided the way it is, Trump definitely was, well, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that, you know, because people, the politics world, I like to stay out of. I don't like to say too much because, you know, a lot of people got their their opinions and they really get offended. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like Trump was used as like a Mm -hmm. catalyst to cause more division, but not only that, expose people's hearts as far as what's really going on inside of theirs, how they've been feeling all along, but they just needed somebody to give them the okay to we can show it now and so um all honestly all i can do is be the change and not only that um i know that fleshly it does hurt and it makes you want to react when you Mm -hmm. see people acting racist and treating you a certain way even looking at you a certain way and you know that everything is whitewashed so Mm -hmm. it's like remember what you see is what you think it is but the way God works is always the opposite with the world. And so honestly, what we're seeing is not even the truth. And we know that. And so it's like, they want you to see white people as everything. Well, you know, white families, white people are the only people that can have families, they can have fathers in their lives and that they can be successful and that they can make it to these high places. And it's just like, but God says that we are all the same. We are a human race, not black, white, Chinese. You know, yes, we have different cultures, but we are a human race. And so I have to continue to remind myself of that whenever I'm walking amongst different people with different mindsets and uh, perceptions, because remember, it's all about our heart. It's revealing our heart of what's really going on as far as what's in our heart is going to be perceived in our actions, how we see people, how we respond to people. And so we just got to remember that, okay, you're racist or you've never encountered God, obviously, because God is not about that. So let me show you, let me love you as my enemy, or let me love you as um to show you how Christ really deals with this. So that's that's just right. Really and the reality is once you like become a Christian, your other Christian folks is your real family. All right. the, you know what I mean? Like your bio family, none of that matters. It's now we're brothers and sisters, you know, and it's yeah, it's yeah. sad. But it's not it's not a point in which that we should ostracize or condemn where we came from not condoning the behavior anymore but not showing because there's no condemnation to those who are in christ but at the same time we don't want to be that person or those people to say because we're, we're we're saved and we're christians that i'm looking at my people that i left in disgust because that's no, not we're supposed to be fishers of men. So well. thing, get right. over here too you know Right. right. But if we be honest with ourselves and if we be honest about the fact of how this country was founded, we came, right. we are descendants of the ideal nucleus family that was established from the very beginning. And whether people want to believe it or not, right. right. We'll be right back after the short messages from words from our sponsors. But if we really be honest with ourselves, taken from one land. Many of us were sold by our own to the white man or people and brought to a place in which it was stolen from the original people, the indigenous people that were already here. And now you want to, like as Sade said, whitewash everything that was that's really countercultural. 
if you think about it, it's counter, it counter goes against whatever was established in the beginning. Well, they did that to the Native Americans. Right. Yeah. But they brought us to, they stole, uh, they, because we were, we were bought and sold by our own people and we were bought to a stolen land that was, this is like like the, the, the song, this land is your land, this land is, this land ain't our land. This land doesn't even belong to anybody that is, that is not native from here. And it, 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 it bites because it's not right. It's definitely not right. But you know what? I was talking about that when it came to this COVID vaccination. We, I'm in a policies class and they're asking us policy too. Like, straight up. No, I'll pass. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm cool. I'm right. my kids have never had the f- um, flu vaccine either. They've mm-hmm. also never had the flu. Um, yeah. And I said, like, this country was built off shade lies and it's all these other countries that have gotten COVID under control because their government wasn't built that way and those Mm -hmm. people trust their government we second guess everything our government says because we don't know who to trust and that's sad because they're not really for the people they're for themselves they're for their money they're for their people right so I'm just like I'm just gonna put all my faith and trust in God like I don't mm -mm. exactly exactly yeah Definitely. I talked to a, a a counselor the other day and I was telling her about the um, training that I'm going to do with the new hires and stuff because I'm doing an internship through my job. So, um, Brandon, cut this out. He's not on here, but I have to say that. So kind of cut that last part out. Stop. I just messed up. Pause this part. Don't look at me like that. Now start. All right, now go. So I spoke to this counselor and I told her about um, the training that I'm going to do for the new hires. And um, so because I'm an intern with my actual job, it's like a paid internship. I have to find or do things outside of what my normal job was. So anyway, we're talking about implicit biases and I don't know how it was brought up, but I actually said like, yeah, I have implicit biases when it comes to white people. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah. When I walk into Trader Joe's and I see people look at me, my first thought is, are they racist? Are they going to say something out of pocket? Are they assuming I'm about to swipe a food stamp card? And she was so taken back. I don't think anybody has ever been this honest with her. And she was like, I think she was like, I think if you were on the phone with anybody else, they probably would have got offended off that. It is what it is. It's right. everybody has implicit biases. Everybody judges a book by its cover before they actually know that it's it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. and it's almost like we were trained to do that. You know? Um, right. But she was like, I just can't believe you're so honest. Yeah. Until you prove to me otherwise, I'm just gonna go ahead and assume you're racist because <laughs> that's our lived experience. You know? Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. It really shouldn't be that way, but it is what it is. Amen. For sure, for sure. Um, all right, that's it. You listen to the plug. People living in the grace, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the plug we are on all social media outlets. Peace. Lord, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you, Lord, that we can give you honor, glory, and praise in everything that we do. We thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon upon the defense will prosper. We thank you, Father God that you have protecting us and keeping us from every sickness, every disease. Thank you for the blood. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we have together and uh, the lives that we will change and touch, the people that will hear through the ear gate and it will seat down into their hearts. Help us, Lord, to stay focused on you and not what's going on around us. 
um, continue to protect us and keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. Um, may the Lord bless us and keep us, cause His face to shine upon us, establish us, and give us peace. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.